This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, that was boring. I mean, I don't know how much money money Ironhead made or lost. I haven't even asked you yet, but... The Celtics and the Heat are playing a Eastern Conference Finals. They're both playing their asses off. They play hard. They play the game right. And the series absolutely sucks so far. It's tied 2-2. Celtics in a monumental blowout last night. Uh, They're going to win the series. They're the better team, the deeper team. Uh, I don't know if... uh, uh, you know, the, the, the heat are hurting. Both teams are hurting, but uh, Celtics just better. They, they might lose. They might lose game five, but they'll win six and seven. They will come in and they will go to the finals and they will play Steph Curry in the, in the Warriors. Don't worry about it. If you tuned in last night late, like I always do, I never tune in for the opening tip. If you tune in like halfway through the first quarter, uh, it was over. The Miami Heat starting five scored 18 points on seven of 36 shooting. That is the fewest points from a starting five in the playoffs since 1970-71. I believe that's how many, how long ago? 50, 50 something years, 52 years ago. Yes. Yeah. So it was a historic, historically bad night. For the Heat, it was one of those games where both teams knew how it was going to go like five minutes in. Um, I went to the game the other night, at least the Heat, I mean, at least the Celtics made a run. The Heat won. The Heat were up big, but the Celtics made a run. There were no runs last night. It was a epic blowout, and uh, it it doesn't, it, it, I mean, clearly the Heat could, could win. You know, they could win. They're the underdogs now, but it feels like one team has just established itself as the as the better team, so the Celtics will win and go to the finals. Everybody in Boston is fired up uh, about that, um, and uh, it's and they play every other night, which is good. No, like six game layoffs. They play tomorrow night. The Celtics should go up three two tomorrow night and come home and finish them off two nights later and play Steph Curry and the and the Warriors. So that's pretty cool so far. Did you win? Did you lose? What happened last night, Ironhead? Well, the starters didn't. I just did a couple parlays, but the starters didn't play long enough for the to hit them because the game was over. Oh, so how much? Did you lose five bucks? What'd you lose? Fifteen. You lost fifteen, but no wonder you you look glum today. You look <laughs> you don't look nearly as uh, cheerful as Doctor Fauci does here. He's pretty happy about monkeypox, <clears throat> and we will get to the latest on monkeypox. I have a sure proof. Foolproof, surefire way to prevent monkeypox, to stay safe. And it doesn't involve wearing a mask. It doesn't involve socially distancing. It doesn't involve listening to Dr. Fauci. Just listen to Dr. Jerry, and I will tell you how to avoid monkeypox. We got, we got, we got a couple of things we got to get to. We got to get to this Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson story. It's just so freaking stupid. It's 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 beyond words how stupid people have gotten, how how uh, quick they are to inject racism into things, and it's amazing how weak Major League Baseball is. Major League Baseball, I I thought it was the NBA. I'm changing my tune. The they are the weakest and wokest big league uh, Major League sport. Major League Rob Manford is a spineless worm uh, for for two reasons. One obviously is the suspension of Josh Donaldson for doing nothing. As I've said many times, I keep track of people who get canceled. Obviously some people get canceled because they say, you know, stupid things or cross the line. 
This is an example of a guy getting suspended for nothing, for doing nothing. We, we, we clearly, as I've said many times, we do not have enough racism in this country. We got to make it up. We don't have the, the supply just doesn't meet the demand. In this case, they're making it up. And I want to get to that. We got all the sound from all the uh, principals here, including Tony LaRussa. We talk all the time about politicians and public health officials who really need to walk away and really need to enjoy their retirement. I'm going to put Tony LaRussa on that list. He's just a, a, a cranky old man who is lying, who is making up this charge of racism against Josh Donaldson. I guess people don't like him. Josh Donaldson rubs people the wrong way. It doesn't matter. What he did was nothing, was absolutely nothing. It's absurd that he's getting suspended. But we'll get to the details. I want to begin, though, with Ricky Gervais, because I'm just seeing this. I think it's just breaking. They just released the trailer for Ricky Gervais' new special. And I liked, we like to, you know, preview the next big thing here, the next big thing in the, uh, in the culture, in the popular culture, in entertainment. Well, get ready for the next big thing in the culture war. It will be, what's this, this special call I just had in front of me? It'll be. Uh, super nature or something. Super nature. Not sure what that means. Doesn't matter. It's all, uh, is this already out? This special it's called super nature. Ricky Gervais' latest comedy special for Netflix. Um, it, it is out, yes. It is out. Well, they released a minute, right? This is one minute. Yeah, this someone recorded it from Netflix on their phone. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, so this isn't the streamer. No. Uh, this says uh, the. I'm looking at Variety right now. The uh, Variety writes this morning. When did this come out? Last night. This morning. Um. Ricky Gervais' Netflix comedy special, Supernature, has only been released on the streamer. Oh, so it is released for a few hours. And it has already drawn criticism for a string of graphic and hurtful trends. This is Variety allegedly writing the news story about a new Netflix special, somebody named William Earl. And in the lead, he says, he says, it's drawn criticism for a string of graphic and hurtful transphobic jokes. This is incredible. This just broke. This just happened. And this guy's already labeling it hurtful. And his evidence is a couple of tweets from people who are offended. Now, if Ricky Gervais did a special and it wasn't hurtful, he wouldn't be doing his job. It would suck. I mean, let's be honest. He's supposed to, it's supposed to be hurtful to somebody. What if it was hurtful to, uh, I don't know, politicians in Washington? What, it was, what if the special was hurtful to Donald Trump or, or Donald Trump Jr. or Tucker Carlson or, you know, old white men? Would this clown at the, uh, at the at Variety call it hurtful? Uh, or is it only because Ricky Gervais, to his everlasting credit, I, I never been a big, I, I, I liked him, but I never been a huge Ricky Gervais fan. I am now. This is what comedians in 2020 do are supposed to do. They're supposed to reach over and touch the third rail. Dave Chappelle does it. And the, you know, the world uh, explodes. People lose their minds. They walk out all the little sensitive little snowflakes, the little wokesters at Netflix walked out of the office and, and had the little protest when uh, Dave Chappelle's 
special came out and he said like two jokes and said there are two genders, two genders. Well, get ready because we have one minute of of Ricky Ricky Gervais special, one minute. And this is much more dangerous than anything Dave Chappelle said or J.K. Rowling said about uh, about trans people, about the trans trend. This is much more explosive than anything Bill Maher has said. And um, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I'm guessing they're going to like jump out the windows at Netflix. It's not enough to walk out. They're going to jump out the windows. They're going to do like the monks, like that guy did in front of the uh, Supreme court. They're going to light themselves on fire. This, this is the next big thing. I am shocked that Netflix and again, credit to Netflix for releasing this because um, they know there's going to be blowback. They know their own employees are going to be upset. They know, you know, the view they know we are Mark Ruffalo, all the usual suspects, Ellen, they're all going to be pissed about this and they released it anyway. So credit to Netflix, but even more credit to Ricky Gervais, who will become public enemy number one in a matter of hours. I'm predicting as we sit here tomorrow, Ironhead, there's going to be more than just a couple of mean tweets, angry tweets from people saying, this is disgusting. Um, I, I'll give you one example. The, the, um, I told you the Netflix guy, I mean, uh, the variety guy who said um, this was hurtful and graphic. He lists, he just links to a few tweets that broke over. This is uh, five this morning. The the guy's name is, uh, I won't even give his name, the, the Twitter, angry Twitter guy. He says, Ricky Gervais could go after the government's banks and billionaires, the ones causing actual harm to ordinary people all over the world on a single scale every on a up unfathomable scale every single day but he goes after trans people instead yeah ricky gervais son you speak speak truth to power coward he calls him a coward for going after trans people it's just the opposite you i mean anybody can go after banks wants them to make jokes about banks oh yeah that'd be great governments you could do that I mean, he probably does do that. Well, that's but, the that's the exact thing. Ricky Gervais decided that he wanted to be funny rather than uh, right, make fun right. of banks. Yeah, he made that made that crazy decision. I think I'll be funny, but he's not <laughs> just funny here. He is intentionally poking the bear. Oh, and yeah. The bear is the, the bear is the trans mob, which is the again the most vicious, the most ruthless mob. They're going to come after him, and he doesn't care. Um, I think, I guess he has a few money, he has cachet and you can just tell that he's doing this because he knows there are so many people out there who think you shouldn't and you, you're not allowed to do this. They get, they, they, the trans mob represents whatever it is, one tenth of 1% or less than that of the public. And they wield just so much power. We see it over and over again. I mean, Leah Thomas won whatever it was, NCAA championships, Ivy League championships, and nobody thought that was okay. I mean, polls, I mean, any. there's no average person who's not some activist or not, uh, you know, an adjunct professor at Columbia who didn't think what Leah Thomas did was wrong. Everybody agreed. Caitlyn Jenner, for crying out loud, agreed it was unfair. It was it was antithetical. Everything, you know, sports is about it. It was just, it was a rigged game. 
Leah Thomas is, among other things, a cheater. He cheated the girls, the women, out of their rightful place, out of their, out of their, you know, first out of their trophies and their glory and their honor because he's a bully. Leah Thomas is a bully. That's all there is to it. There's a whole bunch of new stories. Like, did you see the skateboarder? A trans skateboarder won the championship and took it from a girl, a woman, and there was money on the line. It was professional skateboarding. There's a surfer, I think, in Australia that just won a championship. <laughs> he won the guys' championship like three years ago, and then he changed and said, I'm a girl, and now he won the women's championship in, in professional surfing. So it's happening everywhere, and everybody knows it's wrong. Everybody. I don't care who you are. You could be the craziest left-wing nut job, Ayanna Presley. <laughs> you know, you could be Whoopi Goldberg. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows it's wrong. And all Ricky Gervais is doing is pointing that out. He is taking on this monster, which is this mob, this lobby, this special interest, which is going to come after him. And he's just going to laugh in their faces, which is why it's glorious enough, enough for me. Let's listen to some. I, I, did you watch this already, Ironhead? Because I, I watched it as soon as I got up this morning and I laughed out loud. It's I, I say this about Chappelle, like he's not laugh out loud, funny all the time. He's not hilarious. Like he's not, you know, family guy, funny where you just laugh out loud. He does things to make you think he does things to, 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 I don't know, upset, offend people on intentionally. That's what good comedians do. And Gervais does this here, man. He is funny and he is, and you just know there are a, a bunch of wokesters, not just at Netflix, but, you know, everywhere at CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Boston Globe, that are going to lose this, uh, lose their minds, their face. They're, they're, they're going to hate this so much. And Ricky Gervais knows it and did it anyway. I tip my Shea Concrete cap to Ricky Gervais. But let's listen to some of this uh, excerpt from his new special, Supernature. The old-fashioned women. Oh, God. You know, the ones with wombs. Oh. Those fucking dinosaurs. Oh. No, I love the, the new women. I know the new women. They're great, aren't they? You know, the new ones we've been seeing lately. The, the ones with beards and cocks. They're as good as... They're as good as gold. I love them. No, it's the old-fashioned And now the old-fashioned They're like, oh, they want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use your toilets? For ladies. They are ladies. Look at their pronouns. <laughs> what about this person isn't a lady? Well, his penis. <laughs> Her penis, you fucking bigot. Oh, one more. What if he rapes me? What if she rapes you? <laughs> you fucking turf whore. Uh, Old-fashioned way. That, 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 oh, man. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got, I got to get that emoji with the popcorn because um, I'm going to watch this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it. I'm going to find it entertaining and funny like most people. But I'm also just going to enjoy waiting, watching the meltdown from the left, from the 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 comedy police who have gotten their way, let's be honest, for the most part, and they've canceled people for less. They've certainly uh, tried to destroy people for less. Um, this 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 um, this completely unbiased variety writer who says it was hurtful before he even talked to anybody. By the way, just saw a couple of tweets and declared it hurtful. 
He says, throughout the special, Gervais also bemoaned cancel culture for comedians and actors like Louis C.K., Liam Neeson, and Hart, all of whom still have lucrative show business careers. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know you're biased. I know you're, you're, you're woke and you're offended. You write for variety covering comedy and you're offended by this, but uh, Louis C.K. lost. Uh, I saw one estimate was like a hundred million dollars. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. He was yanking it in front of women's, you know, not always with their permission. Um, Liam Neeson, Kevin Hart, they canceled his uh, uh, Oscar, his job, job hosting the Oscars because of old jokes or tweets, homophobic, whatever. That's cancel culture, stupid. It doesn't matter that he still has a career. They canceled him from hosting the Oscars because of old tweets. They canceled like Louis C.K. completely. That's cancel culture. You can agree with it. You could say they deserved it, but you can't say they weren't canceled. They were. They were. And I'm glad um, it's good to hear Ricky Gervais discussing that. I'll be curious to see what kind of reaction you get from, you know, the mainstream media, because he'll, they'll hate this. Like, you know, what will, what will allege comedians? They should be ashamed, but like Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, you know, James Corden, what will they say about this? They will, maybe they'll ignore it or maybe they'll criticize it, but they will hate it. I think Fallon will ignore it. And then Kimmel will go all in like, uh, like it was a presidential assassination. Right, right, right. And, and it is amazing. These, this is what comedians used to do. They made their career decisions, and I understand it. They're all thriving and, you know, making $10 million a year to sit there and, you know, spew, uh, you know, Biden administration talking points at night and, and do little dances pretending you're a vaccine uh, and, and just put people to sleep, literally. But this guy, this guy... Ricky Gervais, he's doing what comedians use. He's doing what I think George Carlin would be doing if he were alive today. He'd be, he'd be going after the sacred cow. And right now the sacred cow more than any other group is the trans crowd, the trans lobby, the trans mob. And it, it you know, for some reason, this very small minority wields just uh, uh, outsized power and, they, he knows he could stay away from that. Ricky Gervais could do an hour on making fun of whatever other things and people and making fun of governments and banks, you know, like the trans activist wants him to do. But he says, screw that. Screw that. These people are nuts. They are nuts. They're the ones, they're bullies is what they are. If Leah Thomas is a bully, they, they, the, the, uh, you know, the, the track guys in Connecticut, they're bullies. The ones that, you know, changed their identity and went out and kicked the girl's ass. Somebody should be calling them out. Somebody in power, somebody famous like this guy, Ricky Gervais and Dave Chappelle, by the way, I don't know when his next special is coming up, but get ready. Cause there's no way Dave Chappelle doesn't go after them again. Doesn't mock and ridicule them again. Definitely not. And also if Carlin was alive today, I don't think we, you would enjoy what he says. He's pretty liberal. Well, I wouldn't like, I mean, he was one when he was alive. I loved him. And it, you're right. Half the stuff pissed me off. He was like Bill Maher. He was, you know, hated religion. He hated, you know, you know, whatever the Catholic church, he'd mock them. He'd go on long rants about how ridiculous religion is. Uh, he would not like Trump. He would absolutely not like Trump, but there's no, I, I, I'm 100% certain, no way to prove this that he would be on the same page as Marr when it comes to free speech, you know, when it comes Definitely. to 
cancel culture. He'd be all in on that. And I think he liked to go after sacred cows and he would, I think he'd be in lockstep with uh, Ricky Gervais and well, not lockstep. He'd be doing his own thing, but he'd be going after Ricky. He'd be going after the trans mob like Gervais and Chappelle did. I mean, Chappelle was attacked on stage by a bisexual with a knife who said he was triggered because uh, Chappelle went after Trent. What Chappelle did was nothing compared to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> this is one minute of a whatever hour long special. He, they, they get better get ready. I hope security's ready too. Although this is already recorded, but I don't know where Gervais, if he goes on tour, I don't even know if he, does like promotional tour. Does he go and do those kind of nighttime cable, sh- uh, nighttime talk shows? Uh, once in a while. Cause he's, he does have the F you money you were talking about. Cause he created the office. So right, right. he's got a lot of money. I watched his show on Netflix about, uh, he, he's, his wife died and he's given up on life and he doesn't care if he dies. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's dark. And he, he just goes through life. Doesn't care what happens. It's a great, kind of it makes you think you know what would i do if i were in that position where i don't care he doesn't care if he lives or dies he like drinks during the day and tells people whatever's on his mind i can't remember the name of it can you check that for me because uh, it's pretty good it's pretty funny and he created that and you're right he's got he's got insane money from the office so i think he's good and i don't think he uh i don't think i, I think he'd be disappointed if they didn't come after him hard I think the big picture here is that Netflix, you know, uh, gave this the stamp of approval. We talked about this the other day, how some of the big companies saw what happened to Disney when Disney you know, went after uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida. It cost them billions and they took their stock took a hit and it was an object lesson for a lot of other big companies. And they also realized that the pendulum had swung so far that what they were doing was nuts. The the racist baby, the pregnant man. I mean, these were specials that nobody was going to watch. So they canceled them to stop the bleeding. They'd lost a bunch of subscribers. You know, they're, they were, they were reeling and they couldn't afford, I don't think they could afford the story coming out that they censored Ricky Gervais or they fired Ricky Gervais. They just couldn't do that. Same with Chappelle. These guys are big, these are big, big draws. When you think about Netflix, what gets people to subscribe or in this case, you know, renew their subscriptions. I think it's specials like this, you know, Definitely. it's like Chappelle or you mentioned before we started recording how excited you are. And, and I agree, you know, for that big wrestling show Sunday night on Netflix. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we do not agree on that. We agree that Norm McDonald's last special recorded. I'm pretty sure before he died. Uh, three, three days after. All right. I lo- every time someone mentions this, every time you see a tweet or a story about it, someone, especially recorded before he died, I'm going, uh, I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm pretty sure he didn't, he, he hadn't died yet. Yeah. It was like month, a few months before. I have my hopes up too high for this. I really do. Me I think too. it's going to be great. He's great. He was great. It's a shame he's gone because he's another one of these guys who's just mischievous, you know? Yeah. He's just mischief. He wants to, you know, make mischief is what he does. He wants to stir it up a little bit. And when you look at old clips and old, old YouTube videos like him on SNL, he got kicked off SNL, essentially fired for making fun of OJ Simpson. Don, uh, what's the guy's name? The, 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 the whatever the CBS, uh, the NBC executive, Olmeyer. 
was friends with OJ, didn't like the OJ jokes. Yep. Talk about a badge of honor for a comedian. You lose your job, your gig, your big gig on SNL because you made fun of a double murderer. You made fun of a guy who murdered two people in cold and got away with it. Andy, ban- Donald Meyer banned him from going on Conan's show after that. That's why Conan really? stopped having him on, yeah. What a legacy. You ban one of the great comedians from uh, <laughs> a couple of comedy shows for making fun of a, ma- or a, a, a double murderer. It's, yeah. I mean, I know Norm MacDonald wore that proudly, that badge. He should have, but maybe there'll be some of that in this final special. He was sick. He knew he was dying, right? Yep. You're expecting to be slobbering in tears watching this. You think it'll be a little too maudlin? I, I, if he starts talking about that stuff, pro- probably. <laughs> he was, he was on my Mount Rushmore favorite comics. I loved that. Uh, he, yeah. he was great, and it was great, and it was, it was, you know, too bad he, he, he passed away at 61. Amazing that nobody knew it. Nobody, I mean, a guy that famous, that big, with lots of friends in the business, and was suffering uh, from cancer for years, and nobody knew it. He, that, that was quite a feat, keeping that to himself. But I look forward to that too. Don't you think? I mean, you had that that uh, like that special with Sandra Bullock, that movie, burn what a boom box, burn box, bird box, bird box, yeah. And that was a big draw. People were all like, "Did you see Bird Box?" And and, and you know, I watched it. I thought it was fairly entertaining. Yeah. Um, but don't you think the biggest draw for Netflix is big comedy specials? Chappelle being number one. Especially when it makes noise like this, for sure. Yes. So they need noise. You're right. They need noise. They need to stop the bleeding. I'm guessing no fan of comedy is canceling this subscription today. No. At least they, you know, they want to see Norm MacDonald and especially see Ricky Gervais. But it's not just these jokes. These jokes will set them off. These jokes will upset all the usual suspects. But it is the corporate culture. They were winning. You know, they were, they, they got Netflix to do a freaking special about a pregnant man, which I mean, it can't be 12 people in America who are excited to see that or uh, the racist baby with that grifter, Ibrahim Kindi, and they canceled them. That's a great sign for, you know, for, for normal, well-adjusted people who have no interest in watching a show about a pregnant man. The, uh, the Ricky um, Gervais thing you were looking for was called afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah, it was a good show. I watched, I don't know why I didn't stick with it. I watched a few episodes and it was funny and it was kind of thought provoking. What would you do if you didn't care, if you genuinely didn't care, if you lived or died? Uh, you know, would you crack a beer first thing in the morning? Would you tell your whatever, your mother-in-law to go screw? What, what, what would you do if there were, if you didn't care about the repercussions of anything? You didn't care if the person you were talking to, you know, pulled out a gun and shot you. He was like, for one uh, one episode I was watching, you know, like the woman walking her dog, dog takes a dump and he like goes over and you know, <laughs> I think he like picked it up and threw it at her, or, you know, told her. And I mean, just things you don't do because you're, you know, living your life that he does because he doesn't care whether he lives. It's an interesting premise. I don't know how successful it is, but, you know, he's brilliant. And this is another one of those deals. These are my favorite comedians. He's not just telling jokes. It's not just, you know, one liner after one liner. It's let me see if I can get you to think and maybe get you to react and, and piss off all the right people. And uh, I look forward to it. So that's good, man. This weekend, big, long weekend, lots going on. I got Ricky Gervais. I got 
I got Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald's out already? Saturday, it looks like. Saturday. Saturday. Good. 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 And uh, lots in, in a couple more Celtics games. Lot to do, lot to wash, and I still have to get to 2,000 mules. But uh, um, I was speaking of pissing off all the right people, we got to get to this Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson story because it is just, it, it's insane. MLB, I don't know, I'm, I'm close to just saying I'm done with Major League Baseball. They, they, they just pissed me off. Rob Manford pissed me off. He's such a coward. I, there has to be a point where you draw the line, where you stand up like a man, Rob Manford. And just don't bow to the mob, the woke mob, the media, you know, the, 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 the <sighs> uh, we'll get to the Josh Donaldson thing. And uh, we got a monkey pox update. I got a surefire way to avoid monkey pox. And we have surprise. Uh, we have more Kamala Harris sound, which is just hilarious. I don't, I hope Ricky Gervais is funny as Kamala Harris. That's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope be pretty good it's, bar. It's a, that's a that is a high bar. <laughs> if you want to be as funny as uh, Kamala Harris, she someday somebody maybe you will compile. She could do you could do an hour now. Now at this point, she's only been in office as well, VP for a year, less than a year and a half. You could have an hour of her, her clips, her vo- her, her, her quotes, her random thoughts. Oh, it already exists. She's, that's out there. Um. And I, although I do think just the audio doesn't do it justice, you need the hands yeah, and you need the blank stare. You need that look like she has no idea what she's talking about. She did no preparation, no homework. She thinks she's smarter than she is, which is dangerous. And she thinks she can wing it. And this is a, a another example of that. We will, we will play you that and a whole lot more on today's Callahan show brought to you by, by whom? By our friends at Athletic Greens. All right, our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens, is a product I've added to my morning routine, and I use it every day. Instead of taking daily supplements for my nutrition, I use AG1 to get 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole-source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day right. The founder of Alpha Athletic Greens experienced a bunch of gut health issues, and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine costing him over 100 bucks a day. This led him to take his health into his own hands and create Athletic Greens for a more optimal nutrition routine. Ever since I started taking AG1, I've noticed improved energy throughout the day, better sleep, and improved recovery after my runs and workouts. All I do is put one scoop in a glass of water each morning. I used to I drink water all the time in the morning. Now I just add a scoop and I'm good to go. It has a mild and tropical taste, and it's much easier than choking down a bunch of vitamins in pill form. And it's way cheaper than the alternatives, costing less than three bucks a day. If you're going to invest in anything, it might as well be your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jerry. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash g-e-r-r-y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, don't forget to get your Callahan coffee. I just uh, I just uh, tweeted uh, this morning, this uh, CNN story came out. Important, get ready. I, I know you're, you're young, you got a family. You should be worried about this, Ironhead. CNN this morning, people around the world are likely to lose 50 to 58 hours of sleep per year by 2099. 
due to global warming. Oh a new study God. says, who, who does, who does these studies? I mean, that is, so what they're saying, CNN, this is one of their big headline stories. They're tweeting out in 77 years, we're all going to lose one hour of sleep per week because of global warming. How's that? Now, I realize sense? that they're a cult. All they want to do is scare you, but does that scare anybody? How do they figure that? <laughs> I didn't read the study, but I'll, uh, you could see it. I tweeted it out. You can read the study. Now you look a little nervous. I mean, 77 years, you might lose a little sleep because sleep. it'll be, I mean, does, does anyone in new England, if they're going to be honest, new England, you know, up Northern, whatever, Michigan, Montana, does anyone think Buffalo that they wouldn't enjoy, you know, a, a spike of one half a degree in 50 years? A little global warming would do us good. And even if it would cost me one hour of sleep per week, you know, when I'm a hundred and whatever, I'll be 130 something. Uh, you know, I think I, I think I'm okay with that. I, I think they're going to have to come up with the cult is going to have to do better than that. But <laughs> the reason I bring it up is we have a solution. Callahan coffee, right? One hour of sleep per week. Get yourself some Callahan coffee. It's rich. It's dark. It's awesome. Coffee uh, roasted locally in Waltham. This is a way you can support this show and a local small business too. And I, I don't, I, you know what? I guarantee you'll like it. Everybody, li we have yet to have a dissenting voice. Everybody likes Callahan Coffee. You can order some up at CallahanCoffee.com. You be the judge. You tell me what you think. Tell Ironhead what you think of Callahan Coffee. It is good stuff. All right, we got to get to the uh, Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson. Uh, <laughs> controversy, I guess. This is so stupid. Honest to God, I'd like to, I, I feel almost hesitant to get into the debate on the merits of the accusation on whether it's racist and should he be suspended because it's just so it's stupid. It's just so, just so silly. It's, I can't think of a better word to describe this as silly. If you missed it, um, Josh, oh, uh, we should start with Tim Anderson. We have all the sound. Tim Anderson is a cocky player for the Chicago White Sox. We do. We agree with that. He called himself today's Jackie Robinson. That's what he said. I am today's Jackie Robinson. In response to that, this is a grown man comparing himself to one of the all time greats. And obviously an historic player, major league player, hall of famer, Jackie Robinson. I know Tim Anderson's good. I haven't checked his numbers here, but, uh, Tim Anderson's good. I don't think, I don't, you know, look at him and say, that's Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson is one of the all-time greats. So, I mean, that's like comparing yourself to, whatever, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, comparing yourself to Michael Jordan, comparing yourself to, you know, Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady. Uh, that's pretty cocky for a young guy. So what do you do if you're one of his peers, one of the players on the opposing team? You bust balls a little bit, right? That's what guys do. I hate to break it to people, but everybody's not sensitive uh, out there when they're just small talking on the field. So Josh Donaldson uh, calls uh, uh, Tim Anderson, uh, Jackie, you know, which is what you'd call a guy called himself. Willie Mays, you'd call him Willie. The guy said, I'm the next Babe Ruth. You call him Babe, right? I mean, well, what the hell is wrong with that? You know what, you know what's wrong with that? 
nothing. Yeah. Zero. Nothing this is com- wrong with that. Yeah. This Absolutely com- nothing. This completely changed after I found out he called himself that first. I thought it was random. Yeah. So I, I was kind of like, that's I don't, if you have, I don't know if you have the sound or I could just read the quote. It's amazing. It's amazing. He, he literally says, I'm today's, uh, let me find out. I'm today's uh, uh, Jackie Robinson. It's, I mean, I, we, we, we know these guys are confident and some of them are really cocky. But that's about as cocky as you get saying, I'm today's Jackie Robinson. Well, why else? Why else would Josh Johnson call him Jackie? If he was just trying to call him a racial slur, that doesn't make any sense to call someone Jackie. Uh, anyway, um, let me get uh, to the, the, the exact quote, which started this all essentially. It's incredible. Nobody says, boy, that's awfully cocky of Tim Anderson comparing himself to Jackie Robinson. First of all, if you want to inject race, you can't be the modern day Jackie Robinson. You can't be. Hell, Leah Thomas compared himself to uh, Jackie Robinson in the pool. But if you're talking about what Jackie Robinson went through, breaking the color barrier, dealing with all the the hate, the rage, the, the death threats, then you can't be Jackie Robinson. It's impossible. So you want to criticize someone, criticize this idiot who compares himself to Jackie Robinson. It's like, you know, it'd be like, I don't know, Ayanna Presley compare herself to, to Rosa Parks. You can't be. I don't care how much you do for, you know, civil rights now. You just can't put yourself in her shoes. It's just not possible. So whatever. He compares himself to Jackie Robinson. And Josh Donaldson does what any guy would do, would just bust his balls a little bit. Calls him Jackie. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. Not on a scale of zero to 100, there is zero wrong with that. Zero. And then you see these stories of people saying um, uh, Josh Donaldson's kind of a dick, kind of a one of his uh, opposing players called him a douche. Yeah, maybe true, but so what? <laughs> yeah, here's here's the, the quote, which... You know, you need, this needs to be put in context. He says, I kind of feel like today's Jackie Robinson. That's huge to say, but it's cool, man, because he changed the game. And I feel like I'm getting to a point where I need to change the game. Okay, let's, you know, let's discuss that. Let's discuss Tim Anderson's whatever, desire to change the game. Fine. It doesn't make calling him Jackie racist, offensive, wrong, nothing, nothing. But of course, the people that don't like Donaldson, apparently there's some of them, use this. They use this, which is despicable. Only one side is using race. One. Only one side is being racist. One. That's not the Donaldson side. That's the supporters of Tim Anderson. That's Tony LaRussa claiming Donaldson was being racist or using racist slurs. And Major League Baseball, incredibly suspends Josh Donaldson Donaldson for one game. Now, you know they don't believe. Do you know Rob Manford and his his lieutenants? You know they don't believe what he did was racist. Because if they did, it'd be more than one game. If he used the N-word or some other slur, it'd be 10 games. You know, It, it wouldn't be one game. One game is just a bone, just a little, you know, treat. He's throwing to these raced hustling frauds in the media on, on the White Sox and LaRusso, these people. It's just like, don't blame us. We suspended him for a game. It's the most cowardly freaking thing. And the media, for the most part, won't call him out. We'll get to the one guy who did, but 
we, we should play this sound. We should play uh, uh, the thing all unfolded. We showed you the quote. Tim Anderson compares himself to Jackie Robinson and Josh Donaldson on the field says, hey, Jackie, that's it. That's all. But let's get to the reaction because they're using it, man. These people, they, they, this is despicable. Tim Anderson, Tony La Russa, and others are using this to brand uh, Josh Donaldson. That's the one game, the money, whatever is one thing. He'll, he's, he's, he'll get past that, no big deal. They are taking a big scarlet R and stamping it on Josh Donaldson's forehead. He will be considered that racist guy who called, you know, an opposing player, Jackie. Even though there's nothing racist here, they don't mind labeling him, brandishing him forever. That's what they're doing here, and it's despicable. But do we want to start with uh, Tim Anderson's reaction? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Do we want to start with Jackie Robinson's reaction to this? Because <laughs> Uh, cause this, this, I mean, obviously, you know, he, he was out of line comparing himself to Jackie Robinson. Someone should call him out. It's not racist to say you can't be Jackie Robinson, but whatever. He's a confident guy. Let's hear what Tim Anderson had to say. Yeah. He just made a, you know, disrespectful comment. Uh, you know, basically was, you know, trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, I don't, I don't really play at all. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really, you know, bothering nobody today, but, uh, you know, he made a comment and, uh, you know, it was, it was disrespectful and uh, I don't think it was called for. Was unnecessary. That was when you guys crossed past the short stuff there at the end of the third. <laughs> yeah, but that happened in the first, the first time he got on, you know, and I spared him that time uh, and it happened again. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it was just, you know, it's just uncalled for, you know, it's not, you know, I got time to, you know, be playing like that. He doesn't have time to be playing like that. Disrespectful. Okay, you know what's disrespectful? You, comparing yourself to Jackie Robinson. You. You know what? He'd be better off comparing himself to Willie Mays or, or Barry Bonds or Babe Ruth because then you wouldn't have that that element that makes Jackie Robinson such an icon that he overcame. He broke the color barrier and overcame so much. You can't do that no matter what you do. Tim Anderson, and he's, you know, a damn good player. He's hitting 359 right now. He's a former batting champ. Uh, he's a stud, but he's not Jackie Robinson. He never will be. No one uh, will be. <laughs> right. No one can be. I mean, except for the first trans player, That's that true. person. That's, That's person. But uh, you want to, yeah, go to, let's go to Josh Donaldson's they'll go reaction. By, they'll go by Jackie Rob. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they'll, they'll be, I mean, you can compare yourself. I know you're cocky and you're good. And you're fast and you're, you know, great athlete. There's plenty of players. You want to compare yourself to, I don't know, Derek Jeter. Compare yourself to Alex Rodriguez in his prime. Go nuts. If you if you did that, they might bust your balls a little bit. You're cocky. You're still young. You're whatever you are, 29, 28. You're, st- you're cocky. So guys bust balls. It's just despicable. This is despicable what this old man did. And I want you to get, I meant to send you the sound. After we play this, get the sound of him when he got uh, pulled over down in Florida for DUI and tried to do the alphabet because it's pretty funny. But let's, you want to do Tony Russo or Josh Donaldson? Uh, Tony Russo. Uh, let's, uh, LaRusso's reaction, which is the one I have the biggest problem with. This guy knows he's, he's lying and yep. doesn't care. He just wants to hurt an opposing player. Go ahead. What's your take on the beat between Donaldson and Anderson there? 
You got any other questions? <clears throat> Nothing to say about that, Tony. Well, uh, who are you with? It works for Ledger. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I talked to the Chicago press because I don't. I don't uh, you made a racist comment, Donaldson, and that's all I'm going to say. Hmm. That's pretty strong. That's as strong as it gets. Oh. Is that in the third inning? The first inning? Do you hear me say that's all I'm going to say? You know what that means? That's all I'm going to say. Oh, what a dink. What a dink. It's all I'm going to say. Just drive-by shooting. Boom. Racist comment. That's all I'm going to say. He knows it's not racist. I, he probably doesn't like Donaldson. So what? That is despicable. You are a despicable man, Tony LaRusso. Right, do you have Donaldson talking about this, too? Because, um, I mean, I know the guy probably is an abrasive guy. probably is a dink. But I love how we just casually say he's racist. And you know what, Josh Donaldson, 20 years from now, could be doing like local TV somewhere or doing, uh, you know, doing card shows. And people will say, oh, that's the guy who said the racist thing, you know. Did Josh Donaldson speak on it? Yes, he did. I, I asked you to get that. You don't have that? I got Larusa and. Okay. Why don't you work on that? Why don't yeah. you work on getting Josh Donaldson sound? He, he talked about it and. He can't win. I mean, he can't. Nothing he can do. Not, not a thing. The, the, that's the biggest damnation right there is Larusa getting that, quote, angry at him for it. Larusa, I mean, it's just disgusting. Disgusting, but baseball, Major League Baseball is disgusting. They're, you know, I'm not, obviously I don't like the Boston Red Sox. I don't like the owners of the Boston Red Sox, but the whole, the whole, the, the commissioner is, is, uh, the commissioner bothers me. He bothers me. And then that's, this is one reason where they just throw Josh Donaldson under the bus. It would take some guts, some courage to stand up and say, it's just a guy busting balls. Stop making everything about race. That would take guts. And Rob Manfred does not have any. Um, secondly, Major League Baseball, think of what they did to Georgia. I want everyone to remember this. Don't just, you know, blow it off. In Georgia, they labeled that state racist. They agreed with that liar in chief, Joe Biden, who lied, flat out lied for political reasons about Georgia and said their voting law, they're checking IDs at the polling places, was Jim Crow 2.0. Said it was racist, said it was, he, he, it's, it's typical Biden, it's convoluted and stupid, but he said it was like Jim Eagle. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle, which he has the analogy backwards, but he still made it. He just flat out labeled the state of Georgia as racist because they wanted to stop voter fraud and check IDs. Now, all the usual suspects fell in line. You know, Stacey Abrams, Yamichi, all the people on MSNBC. Oh, it's racist. So what does Major League Baseball do? They pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta allegedly costing the area $100 million. There was 8,000 hotel rooms booked, canceled them all, moved to Denver. Colorado has stricter voting laws than Georgia. It didn't matter. They, and they pressured other corporations, including Coca-Cola, to bow to the mob too. But think of what, what Rob Manfred did. He knew it wasn't true. He knew, I mean, he knew it wasn't racist. He knew it wasn't Jim Crow 2.0. But he bowed under the most cynical political pressure you could ever, I mean, calling the state racist because they want to check IDs and stop voter fraud. And they say, oh, no, that's racist. And what does Rob Bradford say? Oh, yeah, you're, you're right, it is. That state, that wonderful state of Georgia, that city of Atlanta, 
They're all racist. And they take the freaking game out of Georgia. It bothered me then. It bothers me more now. If you're not paying attention, today's election day, by the way, in a few key places, including Texas and Georgia. Georgia, Brian Kemp's going to win the nomination for the governorship over uh, Trump's guy, David Perdue. But the, the, the thing that, that's notable here that's relevant is they're breaking all kinds of records in early voting. They had like 300% more votes than they did last time, two years ago. They're, they're setting all kinds of records for voter turnout. There is no voter suppression. That is a lie. Now it was a lie. Then it was a lie propagated by our president, the liar in chief Joe Biden. And um, because of that, Rob Manford bowed down before the mob and pulled the all-star game and deprived the people of Atlanta of a hundred million bucks. It's disgusting what he did. He knew it was a lie just like this. Rob Medford of all the commissioners, they're all, you know, at some level, they're all woke. They're all scared. They're all politically correct. Manford's the worst. He's just a slug, a spineless slug. This is disgusting what he's done to Georgia and what he's doing to Josh Donaldson. But you know, you, Take it, you know, you could, again, you could say Josh Donaldson's a dink or a douche or whatever you want to call him, but he did nothing wrong. And now he's forced to explain himself and defend himself against the most serious charge you can levy against someone. You're a racist. You called a black guy. He, he did nothing wrong. And he has to defend himself under these circumstances. It's just, it's just wrong. I know he's a Yankee. I know he used to be a, a blue Jay, but. No, he, he doesn't deserve this. Let's listen to Josh Donaldson. All right, so first inning, I called him Jackie. So let me give you a little context of that. 2019, he came out with an interview, said that he's a new Jackie Robinson in baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game, right? And 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. Um, I don't know what's changed from, and I've said it to him uh, in years past, not not in any manner than just joking around for the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson, you know. Um, so, you know, if something has changed uh, from that, like my meaning of that is not at any term uh, trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. Um, it was just off of an interview that what he called himself. And we, we said that before we joked about it, he laughed, whatever. Uh, as you could tell in our series that we played, there's been multiple times where I've tried to defuse the situation. Like I, I took responsibility for the tag, wasn't trying to do anything there. Like today, just trying to defuse it. Like, hey, like make light. Like, hey, I, we're not trying to start any brawls or anything like that. Um, obviously, he deemed that it was disrespectful. And look, if he did, I apologize. Like that's not what I was trying to do. Like, any matter um and you know that's really that's what happened well i think that's a pretty clear pretty obvious explanation he sounds mad (laughs) i know quietly he's probably saying this is insane What, what i mean this is insane this is what you do again if he said i'm the next willie mays you say hey willie that's what you would do i'm babe ruth hey babe what the hell? 
So the guy gets suspended and again, worse, branded forever. You're, you're a racist. It's disgusting. Hopefully there's some backlash. Oh, I almost forgot. Damn, what you wrote. We got to get to Stephen A. Because I tweeted this out. I said, would anyone at ESPN be allowed to dissent? Because you know, it's one of those stories like Kaepernick. They're all going to agree. They're all, you know, all the usuals, wokesters, you know, Michael Wilbon and Max Kellerman will all be saying, Bamani will all be saying it's racist. Clearly one game's not enough. You know, there's no place for that in the game. That's not who we are. They'll be falling in line with the usual cliches. So I asked the question, would anyone be at ESPN be allowed to dissent? And I got my answer. Stephen A., the biggest star, the, you know, the biggest swinging dick at ESPN. He, and I'll give him credit, man. He's, he's woke. He's liberal, but he, and he often plays, you know, the race hustling game. But in this case, he's honest. He knows the truth and he's not playing along for that. I give him credit. Let's listen to a, Stephen A, come to the defense of Josh Donaldson. Here's what upsets me about this. We are having a conversation about race. And I can't sit here and tell you that anything Josh Donaldson said was racist. I think that it's actually wrong for people to attach racism or racist to Josh Donaldson today. Or for this incident. I don't know the man at all. Never met him. Never talked to him. Don't know anything about him. I don't even know. I'm not even aware of what you said. You're aware of, Marcus, that he doesn't seem to be particularly well. Like, I've got to ask the baseball aficionados that cover the sport how true that statement is. I have no idea who the man is. I mean, I've seen him play. Okay, and I saw I saw that he came down on Anderson's arm when Anderson was trying to go back to third base when he overran third base rather and was going back and they tried to get him out of third base. You don't come down on his arm like that. I can look at that. But as it pertains to this particular comment being racist or or invoking racism, here's where my problem lies. Tim Anderson said you had a problem with that. Well, Josh Donaldson stood before the media, no written statement, no tweet, no anything, right in front of everybody. Report, no statement issued and he disappeared and you couldn't find him looking for him. No, right in front of the media. He said, let me give you the history. And then he said that he had said this to Tim Anderson on several occasions in the past. Both of them had joked about it and it was fine. Good for Stephen A. Good for Stephen A. Obviously, just common sense. I mean, obviously, he's he, he's thinking this through without allowing the usual, you know, the, the, the pressure from the usual suspects, the wokesters, to affect him. He's got that kind of power, you know. He doesn't have to worry about losing his job. By, like, Sage Steele couldn't say that. Sage Steele, if she said that, would probably get suspended. But Stephen A., has cachet and he uses it here and he speaks honestly and uh, hopefully it, hopefully it, it, it in, empowers others to, to, you know, actually think it through and realize Josh Donaldson did nothing and we've gone crazy overboard here. But, uh, and you know what, Tim Anderson should have had enough class to say, you know what, he's just busting balls. That's what guys right. do. Right. Speaking yeah, of Sage Steele, by the way, did you see uh, what happened to her this weekend? Uh, oh yeah, she got hit with a drive. Uh, got, not just a drive, got, a John Rom drive. <laughs> a John, she got hospitalized, right? It hit her right in the mouth. 
took hit in the mouth. I guarantee you, she's still beautiful. She still sparkles. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? The uh, Jamel Hill was somewhere applauding that, saying, "See, you get, uh, Dan Lebertard, who, who was happy when Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL, is probably happy. Oh, she deserved it. Yeah. All right, we got to move. We got to move. I got. We got to get to the uh, Kamala sound. Uh, I sometimes forget when you got the Kamala sound. I can't. It's important. People come to us right. for the latest. You know, all the big Kamala fans. They want to hear what she's talking about. Right, exactly. You know, what she's talking, what, she, what she's opining about. Well, you're not going to miss this one. Let me tell you about Shake Concrete. Then we're going to get to Kamala Sound and my surefire way to avoid monkeypox. But first, let me tell you what Shay can do for you. They can help you with that springtime project, that home improvement project with their precast concrete steps. They're ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling an old one, Shay has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curve appeal. They'll remove those old stairs and have you walking up your room front steps within hours. When they're done, you'll have a great looking front entrance that will add value. That's the key. It's an investment, people. It's not an expense. With one phone call, Shay will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand spanking new front entrance. If you want to learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps, just go to shayconcrete.com. Also, while you're there, you can apply for a job. Shay is hiring. They're always hiring. Business is booming. These are great. There's a great company with great people. They have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Maybe that's Kamala's problem. Maybe she couldn't pass a drug test. She speaks like it. Yeah. Before we get to Kamala, if you've been reading about monkeypox, you know, it's frightening. You get little bubbles, little sores, but it's been transmitted. They believe mostly through, uh, you know, gay contact, physical contact. Won't say gay sex. But they traced at least, uh, 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 let's see, Spain. It's it's in three places. Uh, there's 37 new cases today, I believe, in three different places in, in Europe. Uh, we still got the guy in Mass General in isolation, as far as we know. But um, uh, most of the, there was 30 new cases in Madrid, most having links to a single sauna. The Grand Canarian Pride Festival held between May 5th, 5th and May 15th, that's 10 days, attended by 80,000 people from across Europe, is being investigated um, as being linked to numerous monkeypox cases. In Belgium, three cases have been linked to a large-scale fetish festival at Antwerp, which ran from 5th to the 8th. So gay bathhouses and fetish festivals are the super spreader events. They believe that first one, the Pride Festival is the biggest super spreader. That's where most of the cases emanate. So my advice, you want to avoid monkeypox. This is for you, Ironhead. I know you're get a little crazy on the weekends. Stay out of the gay bathhouses, okay? And don't go to fetish. I know you have your fetishes. Just, you know, keep to yourself. Fine. <laughs> Just for a few days. For a few days. You'll be okay. All but, right. Uh, I cancel. I mean, I, I had big plans this weekend to go to that fetish festival up in Maine uh, with, you know, I was going to dress like the gimp from, uh, from Pulp Fiction. That's what I do on the weekends. Uh, but you know what? To be safe. Cause I don't want those 
bumples all over my body. I'm going to stay out of, stay away from the fetish festival. All right, let's get to Kamala. We should, uh, we should always, whenever we get a chance, let, you know, Kamala bring us home. Kamala, I don't even know where she was yesterday. It doesn't matter. She's speaking about, I don't know, children. Uh, you know, this, this is a childless old woman speaking about children and, you know, how we all, children belong to all of us. I think it, I think it's kind of Hillary Clinton's message. I'd, you know, it takes a village. I'd make a job, uh, a joke about her looking like a UPS driver, but I like my job. So oh, that's a good point. She's got a, she loves that Brown. She loves the Brown. Yeah. Don't go calling her saying she looks like a UPS driver. That would be racist. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure why, but it, uh, <laughs> we've gone over that before, but uh, I don't know where she's speaking or what she's talking about. Let's listen to our absolutely dim-witted vice president. You know, when we talk about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, they are the children of the community. <laughs> it goes on and on, and there's not a, it's not a substantive thought. Never. I mean, never. Is, is she looking at a teleprompter? Because it's just so dumb. I don't know. I think it's time to fire another aide, another script writer, whatever they are, speech writer, but. God, she's embarrassing. But <laughs> once Biden steps down, you know, when the dementia gets too much, she's going to lead us into World War Three, not just with Russia, but China, too. So we'll be having a world war on two fronts, probably cost us, you know, millions of lives and destroy, you know, half the planet. But hey, you know, at least she's a, a woman of color. That's true. important. It's true. Very important. You know? Very important, but I will leave it there. That was a that was a lot, man. We we, we never got to um, half the stuff, but we can do it tomorrow. We can do it again tomorrow. What what day is this? Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Good, yeah. good. All right, um, all right. That will do it for today. I think. Am I missing anything? Nothing uh, pressing. Nothing pressing. Good. That's what I want to hear. All right. Thanks to you, uh, Ironhead. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening and texting us again. I didn't read. You're gonna have to read some of these texts. I didn't read all these messages. I appreciate the effort though. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.